When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Elks. I'm a fan. I'm in. What's the deal that it wasn't Elk? Elks is good. Elk would have been great. How about that? It's like, as we said yesterday, the Heat, the Jazz, the Mammoth. It's that team name without an S on the end of it. And I'm not being critical. I'm all for the Elks. I think it's cool. I love the logo. I love the scheme. I'm on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure as heck is. Happy Friday, everybody. Freedom Friday. As my old radio buddy Barry Davies used to say, happy Freedom Friday. Okay. And uh, we're live coast to coast across North America on Game Plus Television. All 10 provinces and 31 states. Also, YouTube and Facebook. We got Moose DuPont here, the uh, local media star. <laughs> and uh, John Frenzy coming up shortly. He's on the sponsor's couch. Big day for John Frenzy. We'll tell you why in a moment. I hope you're ready to talk some football. I've had all the football people saying that they've been waiting all week to talk ball and uh, get our thoughts. And we got some big, big guests today. Dave Naylor from TSN will be joining us with his take on the latest in the Canadian Football League. We all know that all that matters is Monday's Board of Governors vote, whether the CFL is going to play in 2021 or not, or at the very least kick off on August the 5th. Nails will join us to talk about that and the stadium capacity, which is coming up here in the Quick Six. Bruce uh, Anderson is an offensive assistant coach with the U of R Rams football program, and he'll be with us today to talk about the upcoming U sports season, the Rams 50-50, and how you can help out. And uh, we're looking forward to talk some university football. Oh, yeah. And James Wilder Jr. of the Edmonton Elks. What was your favorite moment of the James Wilder Jr. Montreal era? <laughs> I know, right? So many to choose from. I just don't he know. He signed there for one year. Yeah. How about that? Never played a game, but he had a fantastic, fantastic sim season. We, you know what? That was it. That was the memory of the sim season. Yes, exactly. By the way, Football Friday is brought to you by Flame Tech. Locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. So I want to say, hey to Denton and his staff up there in Saskatoon. I know they watch pretty much every day, but specifically Fridays, so Flame Tech brings you uh, Football Fridays. Now, the Quick Six Show topics, please, Director Jordan, if you don't mind. He's wearing a great Saskatchewan Rush shirt today, by the way. A gift from yeah. the Rush. No, he is. He looks, looks sharp, got a haircut, and a yeah. new, new shirt on. you look younger. Yeah. Rush Nation! And by the way... We, we, I, all, I tried moving heaven and earth and couldn't get it done this morning. I really wanted that quick six buzzer this morning yeah. to, to be the slot machine from, wah, 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 from, wah. from, no, from T-Mobile, the slot machine after when they announced the goal. Oh, yeah. Golden Knights goal. Oh, yeah. They put sugar in my coffee. Oh! I just noticed. Uh-oh. I just... Guess I'm making coffee. Yeah, can you put some more on over there? I got more caliber on. I hate sugar in my coffee. I'm sweet enough. <laughs> Number one, 
because it is a football Friday today. I've got written down CFL stuff. I'm telling you, I got mostly coaches writing me from all over North America saying, can't wait to get your take on all this. So where do I start? Uh, CFL Players Association announcing yesterday that they have agreed to a memorandum of understanding, memorandum of agreement, whatever they all mean the same thing, right? That they have agreed to the terms from the owners. Here you go, owners. We're ready to play, which was basically what Solomon Elamimian said and Brian Ramsey, the executive director of the Players Association. I'm paraphrasing, but they said the ball's in your court now. And uh, there's that. And then, so, you know, details of that. I'm trying to recall what's been reported and what hasn't been reported versus what I know. And I'm just going to tell you what I know. I don't think anybody said this, but the owners have told the players, I guess, we're going to pay 100% of your salary. So I had people calling me going, what exactly does that mean? I said, hold on. I'm going to call an agent friend of mine. So I did. This was all last night. And he's like, hey, it's kind of wording. They're going to get 100% of what's left after the 20% pay cut, after prorated salaries. The report and pass bonuses will all be paid for those that have them in their contracts. And incentives are a gray area. It all kind of depends on how many games they play. So it's wording. And I'm sorry to tell you, but have you seen? We kind of all stumbled upon this ourselves with our little rock pile when we put our heads together. Now, one guy said to me, this is just shifting blame. It was on the players. The players have shifted it to the owners. And it looks like one big PR battle is the way it's going to who's going to take the blame for if it doesn't happen. That's just what we all came together with. So that's what I know there. And I'll get to the stadium capacity in a moment, but... That's what's new in the last 24 hours. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's, that all makes sense. The incentives being a gray area, I can totally see that now. And, and as you mentioned that, I start thinking about it. And a lot of those incentives are season-based incentives based on an 18-game schedule, right? Passing yards, number of touchdowns. Well, those incentives will be extremely hard to hit if you're only playing half a season. Right? Yeah. So do they prorate the incentives? That was right? the question. <laughs> 30, 30 touchdowns now becomes 15 touchdowns or blah, 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 blah. So I get that as a gray area. The 100% of salaries, I get it. You don't get paid a full, full season salary if you don't play every game. Right? It's a per game salary based on that number. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's completely. You're right. It's a PR battle. It's a PR battle. And, and the PA you know, puts it in the owner's court now. And uh, so if, it, if they don't play, if they decide to not play on August 5th, it'll be on the owners, not on the players. And it absolutely will be. Yeah. But I put it in my commentary this morning, which airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM, that some of these coaches didn't think the players would agree to the cuts. Forget about the 100% salary because it's not. All those concessions we discussed, they didn't think the players would agree to them. And I said, of course they're going to agree to them. There's... Absolutely. They just want to play. They play for nothing. I'm surprised you guys don't know that as coaches. And some of them said to me, they tell you things they won't tell us. And that makes sense because that's always been the case since I left the league and when I was in the league. So it didn't surprise me. I see people saying massive hurdle cleared because the players have agreed to the concessions. I'm like, that was never a hurdle. In my four hurdles, that wasn't one. Okay. Yeah. One of them was stadium attendance and capacity for seating, which Naylor reported was 35%. And then he, that's the minimum they're going to need to play, I guess. But then he doubled down and said, but they could play with less. And it's just getting a little too confusing for me. 10,000 is the magic number that I've been reporting for weeks is what they need. And then you see Farhan saying to Naylor, 
Well, they're not going to know if they're going to get 35% before Monday's vote. See how confusing it's getting. Oh, yeah. So on the attendance thing, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, you know, 35% seems accurate, but that's nothing different than what you've been saying for the last number of months. You've worded it differently. You've said 10,000, but my quick math, and I'm not using a calculator here, 10,000 is 35% in most stadiums. I mean, barring what Vancouver and Edmonton, which are bigger seating capacities, 35,000 is more than 10,000. And places like Toronto, I think it's a little less. I don't know what capacity is out of BMO, but here in Saskatchewan, in Winnipeg, it's around 10,000. I've seen projections that come Monday's vote, potentially the only team that will vote knows the Toronto Argonauts, and will that no vote by one team be enough to keep them off the field? That's what we'll find out come Monday, or do they kick the can down the road? But you people that love CFL football, you are really buying into what you're hearing. So positive. They, hear, they cleared this major hurdle. I think it's reflected in our daily poll question today, the results. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, will the CFL Board of Governors vote to play on Monday? 86% on Twitter saying, yes, they will. What are they saying on Facebook, Clark? 81%. Same thing. So optimism abounds. And by the way, when I talked to that agent last night and a few of the coaches, they all said, Rod, you obviously want the league to play. You want us to play this year because how great it is for your show. It's the only daytime show talking CFL football in this country. Yes, we want them to play. But I'm giving you a little bit of a look behind the curtain of what everybody's talking about. That's all. And as I said to the agent, I said, yes, I want everybody to play but I don't like people getting snowed. And I hope you appreciate that. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. The warm-up, by the way, is brought to you by Ecall Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecall Electric, let's get to work. Right after coffee. <laughs> My Blades mug. It's nice. Uh, point two, Vegas Golden Knights uh, beating Colorado 6-3 last night in game six. I was bitterly disappointed with that result because I had him winning 5-3. I was going to say. Pa-dum-bum. Yeah. Where's... Go back and check my texts to my brother, Pinkney, my buddy Tim Keeley. I said 5-3 to all of them. I didn't want him to score that sixth goal. <laughs> so uh, Vegas goes on to play Montreal. But what, an, what a great game. Um, amazing. I mean, that... There's been so much really good hockey in these playoffs, right? I mean, it's been so much fun to watch. And that game last night, I mean, it had everything you want. I mean, Vegas played a heavy game, physical. Ran them out of the ring. They literally did. You know, but Colorado played good. They controlled most of the game in terms of the play, Colorado. But Marc-Andre Fleury lets in one early. Vegas gets it right back. Quick lead changes. Lots of drama. It's never felt like it was over. Um, That was incredible. Incredible stuff last night. And Vegas moves on because of it. By the way, what does the team think about you calling them Canada's team? (laughs) I've kind of been wondering that because you're so close with the franchise. What do you think they think about it? (laughs) I would they think love they it. love it. Yeah, okay, good. They absolutely love it. <laughs> Check our Twitter feed. We got people all across Canada sending us selfies and, and Golden Knights merchandise and hats. What do you mean? It's flying <laughs> off the shelves. Good. Of course they love it. They think it's hilarious. And it just happened. I thought that's why they made the third jerseys red. <laughs> that's... Now, put a Canadian patch on it. Yeah. On the arm. Exactly. 
Well, did you see what Troy did with their little thing? They made it a Canadian flag? Yes. That looks cool. Absolutely. Uh, so, point three. This came onto my radar by people. A hockey coach texted me last night from Alberta, and he said that that reporter in Denver, I can't say what he thought should happen to the reporter in Denver with what he said to Nathan McKinnon after the game last night. Did you see it? Ooh. Folks, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the news conferences of the losing team. Come on. So I guess it was like two minutes into the news conference, the reporter said to McKinnon, if I can paraphrase, the guy couldn't even get his question out. That's how much of a dimwit this guy is. But he basically said, is there any chance that you uh, are overanalyzing things, right, going into a season and you need to just say F it? But he didn't say F it. He said the whole word and just go out and play. And McKinnon just looked at him. Was a long question about video games. Are you guys? You guys are so good. You're like a video game. We said you're a gamer. You're like a game. You're a gamer. Yeah, and blah 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 blah. Do you ever just say f that and yeah, go out and just so win? Dean Blundell, who the Toronto viewers would know, longtime radio guy out there, he tweeted this guy's name and tagged him in it, and then he deleted the tweet. I went back to try and find it. I don't know what the Denver reporter's name is. I don't think after today he should be a Denver reporter anymore. You drop an. Do you know it wasn't Adrian Tater, was it? It was Adrian. It was Adrian. How do you drop an f bomb? Well, he works for himself. Oh no! It was just an awkward question. Like I don't. When we talk about like he should lose his job, you know, and I, know I never better really than advocate that. for that. It wasn't that he asked a dumb question like that really pissed the guy off. It was, just a, it was just really awkward and weird and made the whole thing uncomfortable. He didn't even know what the question really was. <laughs> right? Listen, we're headed to an Armageddon with the media and the players and coaches. We're coming to an Armageddon. Do you not sense it? Mm-hmm. The Naomi Osaka thing and now this. Guys and girls in the media. Spend more than two seconds thinking about what your questions are. And I'm sorry, because Adrian's come on this show twice, and I think he's a great guy. But if I can paraphrase it, how hard is it to say? Are you overanalyzing things too much? Do you need to just go out and play? Why do you need to throw in a effort? Why would you do that? So anyway, he's not going to get fired because he works for himself, as far as I know, right? I think he does. So and he does a great job. And by the way, with these people texting me, complaining about the media, why are you coming to me? I'm not the head of the union. The rest of the media doesn't (laughs) even like me. Shall we move on? Point four, Russell Wilson says he didn't ask for a trade. So I'm sitting there going, where did all this come from? Was it just somebody, was it like Lancaster used to say about here in Regina? You remember this, Lynch? He said, if they haven't heard a rumor by noon, they make one up. And maybe that's what it was in Seattle. Did you ever hear that one? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, Got to have something to talk about. Maybe it's just he's unhappy. And maybe, you know, this is what we do, though, in headlines to try and get clicks and to try and generate buzz when there is no buzz. You know, he's unhappy. And somebody might have asked that. Again, I'm completely making this up. But somebody might have asked Russell West or Russell Wilson. Would you ever play for somebody else? And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, I would. I'd play somewhere else, you know? Right. Russell Russell Wilson would play somewhere else. He would play for, you know, he's asked for a trade, right? Or, you know, you start, 
taking one thing and it leads to another and it leads to another and you're playing the telephone game and all of a sudden him saying, yeah, I would, turns into he's asked for a trade. So if Russell Wilson came out and said this, you know, it's him trying to make sure that the fan base is, is good and that they know where he's coming from. Why didn't he say from. it at the time? Leverage. No. Leverage. Ah. Why can't people? I don't have to. I don't like. It's me being Jason Sudeikis. I'm not going to tell you I am. I'm not going to tell you I'm not. <laughs> See where it gets me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's Good point. Good same point. deal. Uh, James watching in Borden, Manitoba says, I hate to say it, but go Vegas. Well, there's nothing to hate about that. They're Canada's team. Come on, get on board. Uh, Blue Jays at Boston tonight. The Jays opened six and a half uh, behind the division leaders. They lost in Chicago last night, by the way. So it's a midweek series that they lost. And uh, NBA tonight uh, playoffs, 76ers at Hawks and uh, the Suns at the Nuggets. No hockey tonight, so we'll be watching the association. Cool? Cool. We covered a lot of ground here in the warm-up for Equal Electric, and uh, Dave Naylor will join us next. Moose, I'll see you later in the program. Yeah, that sounds good. And one thought on Adrian Dater. Yeah. Last one. I've been there. Dropped an F-bomb on the air. Yeah, here. We get over it, okay? <laughs> I've overcome. You can, too. All right. I didn't even... Let's see what we're learning today. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network. We're live on YouTube and Facebook daily and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. And we've got Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy here in the studio. How are you doing, Frenzy? I'm doing great, Rob. Just great. His appearances brought to you every Friday by Wheaton Kia. You can find them in North Regina at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst. Frenzy, pull the mic in a little closer to you, if you don't mind. We were talking about Monday's Board of Governor vote in the Canadian Football League, and there's all kinds of conjecture out there and predictions as to how it's going to go down. Some I've seen have said that the Argos could or would or will be the only ones to vote no. William May is watching in Lloyd Minster, and he says, I read they only need seven out of nine to vote to play on Monday. I read it too, but I don't know what to believe, and that's part of how the CFL works. It depends on who those two are, if there are two no votes. But listen, Dave Naylor's been on this all week. He's been at the forefront, as a matter of fact, of the report-ing and let's bring him in, TSN's uh, CFL Insider. Hey, David, I appreciate the time, man, in a busy week, I'm sure. How you, how you doing out there? Uh, not too bad, you know, like excited like everybody else that it feels like we might be coming to the end of the, uh, the CFL's great drought and start talking football and remind myself who plays for who and who's coach. I mean, it's been so long since we've actually talked football that <laughs> when I look at the rosters, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that guy signed there. Can you believe you know, that's going to finally happen? It would be fun to get into the. Finally yeah, I think, I, look, I feel very confident that it will for a few reasons. I mean, one is you look at all the signs, right? Even with what's happening in Ontario and the news this week about them looking for 35% of stadiums open by, you know, the 2nd of July, 100% by the 23rd of July, you know, news from other parts of Canada. And here's the other thing, and, and I heard you guys just off the top speculating about the votes, and we've done the same thing. Is like, this is not like, you know, a, uh, a federal election where you've got tens of millions of people voting and who knows how it's going to turn out. We've got nine votes here. 
right? And and I, I don't know whether the league would schedule a vote if it didn't know it had the votes, right? Like, it's not like there's going to be a great mystery. I mean, I'm sure Randy Ambrosi is in, and I'm led to believe, is in constant communication with the governors. I mean, that is that is on an ongoing basis. So he knows where all of them stand. He knows what their concerns are. Uh, and, and I don't know for a fact that he wouldn't schedule a vote for Monday if he didn't have the votes. Uh, but I but I tend to think that there's a, a very strong likelihood that we're going to get a yes. And that's that's the feeling across the league. But I, I stopped short of guaranteeing it because, uh, you know, as we know, there's nothing for sure in a pandemic. There's nothing for sure in life, Dave. But what are the chances mm-hmm. that this is a vote to not kick off August 5th and push it back to Labor Day? What are the chances of that, do you think? I think there's a chance of that. Um and, and I, I look, there are a lot of dynamics at play here. Uh, and, and some teams are more concerned with, you know, how trying to cut their losses for this season as much as possible. And others just want to get on the field. I think there are some different perspectives. I mean, we've had teams that have come out like Ottawa and Hamilton have said, hey, if it's no fans in the stands, we'll still play. You know, so, you know, the, the fact that other teams have been a little bit sort of identified by their silence on that one. Um, because you know you, they could they could have joined the the fray publicly, but they didn't. So uh, I think that's a possibility. Uh, and, and I you know we don't know what all the I think there's also the, the difficult part for the owners. I think the governors is going to be the leap of faith element to this. Okay, because they're going they're not going to have approval from the Public Health Agency of Canada by Monday to get the modified quarantine. They're not going to have signatures and guarantees about fans and stands. They're going to have to go with what, in some cases, senior bureaucrats are telling them, not necessarily the ministers. And, you know, sort of the, advi- the advice of people that they've learned to trust over this process. And, and I think if you look at, you know, the way that amended CBA was written, um, you know, what we know about it is there's a lot of flexibility in it for the owners, right? In, in terms of things like, um, being able to add two playoff teams, right? And then that's obviously flexible that, hey, what happens if we end up with, you know, only an eight-game regular season or a 10-game regular season? And we we want to say, well, we're going to have more of a playoff tournament, and that would give them two more television playoff dates, would presumably mean two more dates with good crowds. There's things that they can do depending on what goes on here. And even, and I, and I misreported the 35% yesterday, and it, it's, it's complicated, and that's why I, I got it wrong. Somebody called me and clarified it last night that I said that they had to, initially I was under the impression you had to have at least 35% of a stadium open to hold a game there. And that's technically not quite correct. Uh, it is, the way it is, is you've got to have, um, that the, the league is guaranteeing the players at least a 10-season game where... 35% of the stadiums for those dates are are open. The league could still opt to play with fewer than 35% if they wanted, but the guarantee is if the stadiums are open, uh, you'll get a guarantee of at least a 10-game season. Now, if we get a yes vote on Monday, as I expect we will, um, for a 14-game season starting... Oh! Oh, 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 and we had him... Oh. Going good, Hanging on his every word. It was hot there, boy. Oh, man. And I got all my questions lined up for him. He'll have to log back in. And while I sit here and tap dance, yet waiting for Dave Naylor to come back, Lynch and I were driving up here this morning, and I have no idea why on NHL radio this morning they were talking about the Vegas-Saskatchewan uh, football game in Las Vegas 
Remember when we were listening to that, Lynch? And I, in my mind, you and Naylor were there. <laughs> you were both there. Yeah, we were. I'm sure we were. 1994. Yep. The infamous there. Casey Parks butchering O Canada, singing to the tune oh, of O Christmas Tree. That's right. Oh, it was horrible. That <laughs> was sickening. Didn't you and Naylor go down on the Ryder Charter or something? Yeah, we did. So, and I had, again, I have absolutely no idea why they were talking about that night and that football game on Sirius XM NHL radio today. But I'll just never forget, it was a year or two ago that Naylor was on here on a football Friday with John Lynch, and you two were there. Naylor said it was one of the greatest memories in his life. Everybody is hanging on Naylor's every word. <laughs> That's right. Which I think he just loves. And we can't get him on the air. No. Something, something zapped him. Derek Lafreni watching on Facebook says, get him back. You don't think we're trying? <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. You know, that's a great idea, Clark says. Let's work on that. My four favorite words in broadcasting, we're working on it. Yeah, that's right. Arland R. Bruce the Third's watching says Dave Naylor is definitely the best insider in CFL history. He has all the information on all high-profile players and coaches in the league. Great work, D. Uh, usually it doesn't take this long. I wonder if Naylor's. I was gonna say I wonder if he was still talking and didn't realize that we'd lost the connection. And he's back, Kate Nails. Uh, we lost you right where you said do you expect uh, it'll be yes and to a 14 game schedule yeah if you if you yeah so go ahead well yeah so I think that point's going to be moot but you can just see that there's a lot of flexibility built in the owners with the owners here that they can they can do some things uh, that would it's going to be hard to say exactly what what we're coming out of even if they get a yes vote on Monday because there's going to be a lot of balls in the air there's going to be a lot of things that are not guaranteed and even though it's only going to be, I guess, what about uh, from June 14th till we get to August 5th, you're talking about six, seven weeks. I think they're just playing. They're, they're, they've given themselves flexibility that if unforeseen things happen, you know, there's some ways that they can tilt things one direction or another to still have a season. Uh, by the way, did you hear the great compliment from Arlen Bruce the third on you? I'll say it I, again if you... I, I did, did not. No, no uh, He was watching no. and is watching. He says, Dave Naylor is definitely the best insider in CFL history. He has all the information on all high-profile players and coaches in the league. Great work, D, from Arlen Bruce. And the guys just put it up on the bottom of the uh, screen there. So, yeah, let me ask you this. Can I toss a a compliment Arlen's way? The floor is yours. I would just say that, you know, I wrote a story about 10 years ago where Arlen Bruce, on the record, criticized his coach in very, very stark terms, (laughs) right? Bart Andrus. You know, things like that guy should go back to Europe and, you know, like really harsh stuff. And I was watching, and, and as you know, so many times when an athlete gets quoted, you know, criticizing management or coach, the next day they deny it and they shoot the messenger, right? I was walking around TSN the next day and we said, Arlen Bruce must want to kill you, man. I can't believe you wrote that stuff. And then I said, no, we're good. Arlen Bruce is like the only athlete I've ever known that did that. And the next day, didn't shoot the messenger and stood by what he said. I got traded a week later. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I, oh. but that wasn't a bad thing either. <laughs> Talk about guys that make the CFL great. Arlen Bruce is definitely one of those. Dave, just a fun question. Let me ask you this. Sure. Um, on, I know of one team whose president is willing to play without the Toronto Argonauts. He's like, forget them. Let's play. Because his staff told me. I'm not saying the team. 
But have you investigated that and just say, could we play without all nine teams? That must have been discussed somewhere along the line. Yeah, it, it has. And and look, this is what I am you know, kind of led to believe is that if they got, let's say the vote was 8-1. And look, the, the one that you're allowed to vote no, but you might still play, right? You're, you're, you're allowed to express your opinion at the Board of Governors table, but then you could say, okay, we voted no, but we're going to go on and play. But if a team said, no, we're not prepared to play, I think, and this is just, you know, I didn't get this from the commissioner. I don't have anything official on this. I think what would happen is the league would go forward and play and essentially dare that team to say, we're not playing. I think that's what they would do. Now, if you get into 7-2 or 6-3, you know, that may become a different equation because as we know, a seven-team's schedule would be a lot different than eight. We know we've seen an eight-team league before. We've never seen a seven-team league. So, you know, the further you go down that vote, the harder that kind of thing would be to do. But I think if we do get an 8-1 vote, uh, that that I think that's what they would they would say. Okay, we're playing, and and essentially dare that team to go public and say, yeah, we're not prepared to play, and our team and our players and our coaches, we're going to tell them all that we're sitting out this year. I, I, so let me just punctuate that by saying, I don't think that's going to happen. I yeah, I don't either. But I was told that they can't. It's in the constitution that they cannot play without well, every team. See, the, this is the other thing that's come up in, in conversation I have with you. Yes, there is a constitution, and I just moved a month ago, guys. So somewhere among my boxes here, I have a constitution. <laughs> I, could, I could dig through it and look for it. I, in my old house, I knew where it was. I don't know where it is right now. Uh, but I've also been told that kind of in these unprecedented times, uh, the, you know, the, the, the constitution never anticipated, I, I don't think, a natural disaster that you know wiped out one season and, and a quarter of another. So... I'm not sure whether practical realities might supersede, you know, the Constitution in this circumstance, and I'm kind of led to believe they might. Uh, There are questions coming in, some of them that I think I can handle. For the ones that I can't, I'm going to put to you, Dave, uh, from Nelson Hacker, which says the vote have to be majority or unanimous. Do we know? Um, Just to clarify that, what if it's the Argos and Al's? It's two that say no. Do they have enough stroke, even though it's the the tiny minority? to keep them off the field? I don't know. Like, I, I, think, I think that the idea would be if you, let's say you got a 7-2 vote, I think the other teams would say, okay, 7-2, you know, we're playing. You're, you're coming with us. Um, if they, both teams said, you know, we're not prepared to play. Um, yeah, look, these are questions that I have been asking for a while and to which I am told there are no answers. Like, there are no definite answers. There are certainly, you know, considerations but what would actually happen if we got into a situation like that and what actual vote you need uh, in this case? Like I said, there's what the Constitution says and there's the practicality of the matter. And, and I think the practicality of the matter is going to supersede. And, and that, that you're talking about human beings. So I, I, don't, I couldn't predict exactly how that would go or what you actually have to have you know, to play. But I, I, again, I think, I think eight would be easy. I think seven would be tough. Uh, last one, I think we have two minutes here from Jack in Alberta. He says, Dave, are all players going to have to quarantine for the duration of the season when it starts? Uh, not quarantine, but they're going to be under protocol and similar to what the NHL players have been on all season. And I guess what's what's been surprising to that is that the protocol, the return to play protocol for players has no provision for vaccines. Nothing right now, at least the way it's written. I think that could change between now and August 5th. And you can understand why you have some players saying, hey, wait a minute, I've got both vaccines. And you're telling me 
I'm going to be under exactly the same restrictions as someone who's chosen to get none. Like if we have a road trip in another city, I got to get on the bus after the game and go back to my hotel room and I can't go out, can't do anything, even in a place that's wide open. That is the case right now. But as I mentioned, we are six or seven weeks away you know, from the opening of the season. I think as the numbers drop and the vaccinations increase and the regions of the country open up, that could change. And there may be some uh, some use of vaccines, who's vaccinated, who's not, perhaps, uh, to allow players more freedom. But as it is right now, as it's written, there are no provisions at all uh, regarding vaccine. Absolutely. Great answer. And it's all the same stuff that I've seen. If, if you're fully vaccinated, you got no problems. But it's a very small percentage of the players as it stands right now. David, thanks for the ups- uh, update, man. I appreciate all the great work and thanks for coming on today. Hey, my pleasure. And we're all looking forward to Monday by Tuesday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, Dave. No kidding. Dave Miller, we've enjoyed his stuff, uh, obviously, on TSN Sports Center. Almost every night. Frenzy and I will kick around all that stuff, and I I can answer some of the questions that you folks have written in with, because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. We talk football on Fridays. Football Friday for Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. I got a photo coming up here that's going to knock your socks off. Lynch, are you wearing socks today? Sure am. Yeah, not your ro- Rough Rider ones, though. Nope. Oh, I don't know. I better look. <laughs> <laughs> they are! Yes, I am. There they are. How about that? How about that? <laughs> what about shorts? No, no, no. What a shock that John Frenzy's wearing Saskatchewan Rough Rider socks in here today. Uh, Allie Hicks watching at Edmonton. She says, happy Flame Tech Frenzy CFL Football Friday from downtown Edmonton RP Show. Hoping for good CFL news on Monday. What a great series win by the Vegas Golden Knights. Have an awesome show and weekend. Thank you, Ellie. I appreciate that. Um, uh, boy, my mind's going all over the place, which is not rare, but I like, who was it? This is, oh, Wayne and Victoria says, I like how honest Dave was in that. If he didn't have an answer, he said he didn't know. Good interview. That was a wonderful interview with david william Naylor of tsn he's great eh? yeah and i appreciate the cfl news guys live tweeting the quotes from dave because it's it's a lot of what i was saying earlier i don't know the answers to these questions like yeah so you need two-thirds majority but if three of them vote no and it happens to be the three richest teams then you're not playing because that's what happened last year and dave said i don't know if that what's going to happen if that happens so He's confident they're going to vote yes, and I don't really know what made him confident that they're going to vote yes. Uh, I have no idea or expectations. All I know is if they don't, it's disaster time. Yeah. Oh, no disaster. They're already in disaster time. And, and when you say that, Randolph Zora, who's one of our regular viewers in Toronto, he says, tell me, why would Toronto hold out? Ah! And Well, I know, but I feel like I, um, <laughs> I want to say a, a coach because it's like I told you this so many times, I'll tell you again, 
In the case of MLSE, they run their teams according to a balance sheet. So if it's going to cost more to play than not play, then it's very simple. We're not playing. It's just, it's just dollars with them. They don't care about missing two years. They don't care about what it means to the league. Are you understanding that? I hope you are, Randolph. It's how they run their team. Edmonton, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, they don't care. They just want to play. We'll sort it out later. And what's to say that MLSC is wrong with that approach? They've got a Larry O'Brien trophy. they got a Calder Cup. Do they not, Clark, with the Marlies? they got a great cup. They've won. Yep. It's, just, it's just a different way. Alan Lee, our intern, the Asian sensation. So it's official. Dave Naylor, rock star of the day. <laughs> well, that was quick. Sure was. Well, we don't have James Wilder Jr. on yet, so who knows what he's going to bring. But, but Murphy, our good buddy Murphy, Johnny Murphy, was here. You know him, both of us know him. Yep. The one thing he can do is build a team. He signs players, and he sent a lot of good players in mm-hmm. Toronto this year. And don't you think so? Well, I know that they have. I know that they have. K Dog's watching, and he says, if Dave Farhan and Arash are all confident it'll happen, that's good enough for me. Sure. I'm just not yet because I think the Argos have enough of a stroke, and Naylor hinted that that's true. If it's 8 1, they could still muddle this thing up. Are we afraid some guy will get pissed off the last minute when these owners and say, to hell with you, I'm going to screw it and do it? And do what? Vote, not vote. That, yes, that's what we're talking about. It could very easily happen. Yeah. Um, Clark had asked a question for Naylor that I will uh, answer from what I know. He said, what concessions have the players given up in this latest agreement that they announced yesterday? And it Ooh. is prorated salaries, which DuPont and I were talking about this earlier before we even went on the air. If, if I only worked half a year, I would expect to only be paid half a year. I don't understand why they think they should get 100% of their agreed-upon salary if they only play 14 out of 18 games. That's just how they feel that they should, and I just don't... That's where I don't agree with the players. Very sacred. Very sacred and touchy with them, though. I know, but it's like, guys, come on. you got to come off of this. It's going to be prorated. If it's 14 games, you're not going to get paid for 18 games. So that's one thing they've come off. They've already agreed to a 20% pay cut. Um, The incentives, like if you get a 1,000-yard season and you're supposed to get a $10,000 bonus, that's a gray area that they weren't willing, I guess, to continue to fight over. It's like, let's just play. Just sign it. Let's go which is what the players wanted. So those are some of the concessions. I heard that they're getting a bonus, a quarantine bonus, to help them financially while they are quarantining ahead of the season. So this is all complicated stuff. But these are the main cruxes of things. They got the shaft and agreed to it and said, let's play. And then they said, it's now on you, owners. We did our part. I'm not so confident that this thing won't be muddled up come... Monday, I swear. The uh, sports update here. The Montreal Canadiens will face the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup semifinals with Game 1 set to go Monday. The Golden Knights became the final team to qualify for the third round with a 6-3 win over the visiting Colorado Avalanche in Game 6 of the West Division final. Donovan Mitchell scored 37 points in the Utah Jazz. Forced nine straight misses down the stretch to outlast the Clippers 117-111 and take a 2-0 lead in their NBA Western Conference semifinal series. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks blew a 21-point lead but held on in the end to beat the Nets 86-83 and cut Brooklyn's second-round series lead to 2-1. Greek Freak had uh, 33 points in that one. 
Dallas Keuchel pitched six effective innings. Yasmani Grandel homered, and the Chicago White Sox beat the Toronto Blue Jays 5-2. Chicago took 2-3 from Toronto and closed out a 5-2 homestand to improve their AL Central lead to a season-high 4.5 over Idol Cleveland. Jays, by the way, they're at Boston tonight. Big one there. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. More with Frenzy and I when we come back. On the way on this Flame Tech Football Friday, Rams offensive assistant Bruce Anderson and James Wilder Jr. running back for the Edmonton Elks. Oh, that sounds strange. Doesn't it? You're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Kentucky. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports. How about that? And Kansas, where Rick Regan lives. How about that? Our big voice guy. And uh, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. And that's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is Viewer Takeover, Hall of Fame, Saskatchewan Rough Riders broadcaster John Frenzy's with us. And I'll let the cat out of the bag. Frenzy's retiring after this broadcast today. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next hour. You've had a few of those retirements with me, eh, Lynch? I certainly have. Two or three of them. Three of them, as a matter of fact. But we'll let you give your speech. And they've been great ones, boy. Yeah, well, they've all been great. Yep. But we will discuss that more next hour uh, with Frenzy's swan song here. I got some really good comments have come in. And, hey, tell your friends it's an all pretty much all CFL day today on this Football Friday for Flame Tech. We're very close to confirmation, I guess, that the CFL is going to play here in 2021. Here come the comments, by the way. Stacy Champagne writes in, says, congrats, Frenzy. There you go. That didn't take long. No. From Troy in Toronto. Did Mr. Lynch get a haircut? He's a handsome man. Looking fresh, Frenzy. <laughs> I said that to you this morning, but yeah, I said did. it was your weight loss. Yeah. It was your weight loss. You're, both, you're right in both occasions. <laughs> <laughs> got a haircut, and he's losing weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, from Nelson Hakowicz, he says, like forever? Yes, this is the swan song today. I know. So get the, uh, get the kudos out here. Um, from Beneath Sports podcast in Toronto, a guy's name's Daryl. He says, I referred to the Vegas Golden Knights as Canada's team in a group chat with my boys. I got absolutely, absolutely chirped at first, but now everyone refers to them as Canada's team. <laughs> ha ha. Hashtag influence. How about that? We're starting something. We're starting something just ahead of this Montreal-Vegas series. Did anybody ever think they'd be that good? Yes. You really did? Absolutely. I thought uh, the Colorado Overs were more better. They finished tied in the standings in the regular year. Right. Um, Calgary. How about Calgary? Get ready, Clark. Roger Yee writes in from Cowtown. He says, uh, morning, Rod and team. How about this? This is going to knock your socks off. And I think I showed this to you, Frenzy. Can you th- this picture came in from Jason. Look at that, John. The Rod <laughs> Peterson show. Bucket in the locker room with the Calgary Stampeders jersey and the Johnny Gaudreau Calgary How Flames that, eh? jersey. How about that, eh? How about that? How about that? Oh, oh, oh. How about that? 
<laughs> That's pretty cute. <laughs> um, this is you're hijacking this segment, John, which is exactly what you would want, what you would like from all the viewers here. Yeah, from good. Mandy in Edmonton, Frenzy, you can come back for your guest appearances, please. <laughs> from Paula Dupon, John, I will miss you, and I still hope to meet you. We can certainly make that happen. Yeah. Um, from Chris Chuba Hubbard from Great Western Beer. He says, I hope this is a temporary retirement for John. I need to hear from him when training camp opens. From Roger, are you going to play Happy Trails to you for Frenzy's Farewell at the end of the show? How about if I just sing it? Oh, please not. Please don't. You did it once before. <laughs> How about... I'm no Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. <laughs> Definitely no Dale Evans. Uh, from Jack, <clears throat> from William and, and Lloyd Minster. I will miss you, Frenzy. Loved watching you getting scolded by Rod. I don't think Lynch liked that very much. <laughs> oh, I understand him. Listen. That's right. It mostly, anytime he scolds me, folks, I got to say it's deserved. <laughs> In our history, and vice versa. Of the 35 years when I've scolded him, and he's scolding me. It's been deserved. Well, we can go down this um, rabbit hole now if you want. The viewers want to know it. In 1999, when I was named the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I knew hardly anything about football at all. I was a hockey guy to the bone. And the longtime Rider fans will attest to that. And I called you, Lynch, and I said, will you be my co-host? Remember? Yep. Sure. On my radio shows, on yep. my TV shows and everything. Yep. And remember what you said? You're like, you rescued me from the pasture. You rescued me from the scrap heap. That's what you said. And here we are 22 years later. Yeah, it's been great. From Al Hordell. Oh, my God, my heart just sunk as I heard Rod on the Rod Peterson Show announce this is John Frenzy's last show. It's been 40 years of listening and being with John. Love you, bud. I'm heartbroken. Al Hordell. Great guy, Al Hordell. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Joe Lazito in New York says no more Friday rides in Big Bird I'm not sure I'm ready for this retirement well maybe Lynch I can come over to your house and shoot us on my iPhone oh yeah we can do that sure and do get, get your takes on the world sure no question but I, I don't know whether to believe you John or not if you are scared of riding in my Jeep or not because one I time you say you Jeep. are I sometimes they say you are and then you say you're not well, what are you? Who has ridden more in your Jeep than you? And you. No, just the two of us. Yeah, I like it. I okay, it great. more of this next hour after the break, everybody. It's a Football Friday on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.